Pete. I would find it funny if uh, if uh, Brian Patterson has like a vendetta against you, so I he like so. looks into the podcast and like shows audio clips of you and just doing like shirts. impersonations <laughs> of like Peterson and shit. It's like, yeah. is that you? Be like, yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice job, Scoops. Is this you impersonating Jordan Peterson? Shut up. No, that's Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. You fucking Guys, dumbass. Guys, we could have used tell? that. Welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. It's me, Jesse. To my right, I have... Megan. That was so fast. Well, you did a great job. <laughs> Folks, you. it's me. It's Dean. And it's also me. It's Dean, everybody. How's it going tonight? That's right. Dean squared. The two Deans. Uh, so we have uh, some uh, warnings. We're going to swear. And also, my big warning is that Dean will be editing the podcast this week. So get ready, everyone. I have no idea what it's going to sound like. It's going to be exciting. Expect like, <laughs> expect like 10 or 15 second interludes of Dean plugging his OnlyFans all yeah. the That's throughout. right. Also, now we're giving Dean the power of saying, I'm cutting this. That's yeah. crazy. Dean I, just wow. editing it so it sounds like we're laughing at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he intersperses it. He's like, wow, I'm really <laughs> killing it this wow. episode. There's like really crazy like background clapping and stuff like that. Like if it's Big Bang Theory. That's like right. People <laughs> Remember the Zach Braff podcast show that no. had like no. four episodes? I think it was like Jack Incorporated or something, and it was literally just about this like skinny white dude who had a podcast. It was every like awful oh. Twitter joke brought to life. <laughs> no, God. and it got canceled like immediately. Somebody's like, "This shit sucks." I forgot all about the Zach Braff uh, podcast. I put that down the memory hole. Uh, as a dedicated leftist, uh, I am committed to destroying history uh, <laughs> and tearing down these white male idols that you so cherish, like yeah. Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, what did we do this weekend? <laughs> I'm thinking of a really good bit. It's just a guy who's like, he sees that the Sir John A. McDonald statue is like made out of bronze and therefore brown and assumes he was a person. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his whole thing. Yeah. He's like, how dare you come for this? Yeah, the, the original. By POC. Just this incredible, incredibly stupid man. <laughs> you know what? That's what they should do. Like if they really want to make it, what did Brian Patterson say? Something about like, we're working with the people yeah. in order yeah, to make it so that we're consensus. not erasing yeah. history. <laughs> we're, we're creating history. Like shut the fuck up, Brian Patterson. But imagine if creating history, like, they just lied about shit. Like, they put on the plaque, like, the first brown man who wore all brown suits all day <laughs> really likes standing yeah. in this place. Uh, like. He actually was made of chocolate and he melted here on the spot one <laughs> yeah. hot July day. <laughs> we, we used bronze because it matched his skin tone perfectly. Yeah, and also right. the suits that he wore were made of metal. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like that's, That'd be such a powerful guy. Yeah. Where he's like anti-PC, but he's also like, how dare you try and stare, tear down this statue of a beloved icon of color. I like him. We need a statue you of that guy of the guy who thinks this here's if okay if <laughs> i at the no, no, no. if i was a reactionary oh, conservative I uh, which i promise i'm not if uh <laughs> what the hell <laughs> but Let if i know. was uh i would say okay you want to tear down the sir john a statue uh i get it he's a symbol of the patriarchy he's a symbol of horrific white supremacy and genocide but he was also a himbo 
Yeah. Uh, so, he was not. He's ugly as shit. What so Johnny was a himbo. About? He was a himbo. Uh, well, just because he was stupid. Yeah. He was okay. He was just dumb as rock. But like in those times, he would have been considered handsome because everyone back then looked like they had like a cleft face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. If you could afford to have donkey teeth in your mouth, you were considered very attractive. Yeah. Because they were all That's like. himbo status. They were all direct British. Like, yeah. Immigrants. Just the most inbred, weak willed people alive. Yeah. He couldn't do anything if he wasn't like. 37 drinks deep. My skin was probably all so bad. This is what I think of every time I watch something about like Mary Antoinette or something of how all of them probably like stank and their faces oh, were like yeah. covered in acne and say. scars and they wore like horrible ugly powder. I've got know. a I've got a story about that one. My my favorite recounting of the first contact of the European settlers in North America is like as soon as they figured out how to translate what the original peoples in North America were saying, they realized that pretty much the whole entire time they were there, they just constantly kept reminding them that they stunk and needed <laughs> to take a bath. Like that's pretty much their whole level of communication, but they had no idea that that's what they were saying. Like they were just like, please bathe. You smell horrible. And like the original peoples in North America used to bathe like a lot like hmm. obsessively like they they had to make sure they were clean constantly so like all these stinky yeah. settlers come over off a boat and they're just like please for the love of god Especially like after being on the boat they would smell so bad oh yeah so our news update is that jesse is now famous right. uh he did an interview with global where they sort of overlaid him with the mayor the notice whole time. that you didn't plug our podcast though i literally what the heck they gave him like one second i literally talk. told them who i was a part of and they just cut like so much <laughs> yeah. of it. no i don't believe <laughs> do you think they looked up the podcast and they were like we're not letting this guy promote this <laughs> i don't think anyone looks up any podcast i just feel like you know i feel like no this was the perfect platform like everyone's talking about white supremacy and again, like the horrible genocide that the colonizers performed on this country. And I feel like this is the perfect time to elevate our voices right. <laughs> uh, and talk about how great our podcast is. That's, right. that's very and true. And you failed to do this. Let me provide a timeline <laughs> of events here because I think putting things into the proper context might be illustrative. So last week, uh, last Saturday to be exact, June 20th, uh, there was a rally that was held in City Park uh, and then made its way over to City Hall. It was among many, many other things to show solidarity with the bi POC people within the city as well as globally. It was also to protest the continued existence of the Sir John A statue and the Sir John A branding throughout the city. And like many other things, this is definitely come as a result of recent developments for Black Lives Matter, the protests in the United States, and the continued killing of by POC people by the police in this country as well. The organizers of this event uh, had brought in a speaker. I wish I could remember her last name. I know her first name was Natasha. Uh, she was an indigenous woman, I believe, from the Cornwall area, who was a very like a powerhouse speaker. Once she got going, there was a palpable excitement and energy in the crowd. They showed pictures of the successful demonstrations against statues in the United States and around the world, including almost entirely the people-led actions to remove these statues. Mm -hmm. At this point, uh, two 14, 15-year-old boys started handing out eggs the and teens. tomatoes. This is a pro-teen <laughs> podcast now. And I love that. At the conclusion of the main speech, people just started hossing them at the statue. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it fucking ruled. And at first... I wasn't sure if the teens were just acting out on their own. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to see if the organizer says, yes, do this or no. We'd prefer if you didn't before any decision was made. But it's like, no, they were like, yeah, 100% cool. It was with cool. It. 
at this point, they announce, for those that are interested, we're going to be marching towards City Hall, and we're actually going to be burning an effigy of Sir John A. Macdonald. And guess who produces the effigy but the TikTok teens? That's sick. <laughs> and, like, they're carrying it on their shoulders. They've got the stick. We start walking. The now Zoomers is- are the radicals. Yeah. That's right. It's I wild. saw a tweet that was, like, K-pop teens have done more for, like, anti-fascist measures <laughs> than uh, generations of punk ever did, so. That's true. They did. Wrecked. So as the rally was being held in the park, across the way, just across the street, there was one counter-protester who I deeply wish we could have talked to. And I was trying to put my finger on why he looked familiar. Are you guys aware of Penn and Teller, the the magician duo? Yeah. 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 He looked like a slightly taller version of Teller. Yeah. No, he looked like as if Teller had had sex with like a cherry tomato. Yeah. Like really red, (laughs) wearing his suit. He had some kind of like unrecognizable item in his hand, like some kind of wooden stick. I wasn't sure if it was a like a shillelagh it could have been like it was shaped like that <laughs> yeah like and this guy with the had, he had two people with him a cameraman and then he also had his personal security mm-hmm. with him but like if you have a shillelagh like if you're a second level druid <laughs> you should be able to take care of yourself he tried, yeah, if you're able to if you're able to handle a shillelagh yeah he tried to cast thorn whip on me <laughs> I failed miserably but like i was so like i really should have gone over to that guy but i was like oh the march is starting like i don't want to miss this march but, like, he was just, like, being berated by two just, like, random people on the street that were, like, yeah. just, like, shouting at him until his security guy stepped in front of him. And then he just, like, sulked away. So we marched towards City Hall. And it's not, no, 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 no sidewalk shit. Right down the center of King Street. An unbroken line of people just fed up with all the shit this city does. Yeah, fr- yeah. frustrated civilians right absolutely i also noticed that the lamestream media every like piece that i've seen about the protest <laughs> drastically underreported the amount of people oh, that yeah. there were, this was they like, were like yeah, 800 say, people and it's like no i've seen a lot of reports saying yeah. around 100 people uh, how yeah, many people would you say were true. there at least 250 yeah considering this this unbroken line was probably about 20 people wide and at least 10 rows deep right, but there right. were a ton of people it was fucking packed one old guy just started like honking his horn but like giving a thumbs up right Ooh. when we got to oh City okay Hall. okay it was yeah. great he That's literally nice. sat there and was like yeah like there was <laughs> i was getting nervous when he said like a no guy in a truck honking his there horn. Was, I was like, there oh, was a no. jersey shore yes. reject so unfortunately this guy came through uh he looked like a, a macaroni rascal you know just <laughs> tan what? skin that <laughs> very that? yeah that was the name of the show in japan oh okay yeah <laughs> he was incredibly tanned like just yoked out of his mind but not like the the normal kind of jack like this guy was clearly on some kind yeah. of ridiculous supplement right and right. you know how like guys who are on a lot of steroids are either like really really fun cool guys or, or not or chris benoit yeah, yeah this yeah. guy was on the benoit scale for yeah sure. yeah <laughs> on the on the benoit and, scale and he's just he's just like shout shit like i don't even it was like mostly unintelligible yeah it was something he like was the mayor's bodyguard actually. Yeah. <laughs> i, I remember the, the word history um, yeah, you can't erase history. Or you can't erase like history. Anyway, uh, like as soon as he opened his mouth, everyone just started screaming <laughs> "fuck you" <Yeah>. to this <laughs> guy. You know, you know who it was? It was the guy from Overheard who said he was oppressed because he was Finnish. Oh, and, and he was arguing that we shouldn't take the statue down and then someone was like you're white and he's like actually no 
I'm third generation Finnish. Oh. And it was like, so your grandparents were from Finland. <laughs> being Finnish is worse than just being white. <laughs> Wait, so you, you saw this? You, yeah, it was you, an overheard. Oh, it's like, He comments goodness. on every single thing about the statue and overheard. This is a different That's guy. A the guy that we saw doesn't know how to use a computer. <laughs> okay. I don't think he's actually like legally allowed to have a computer. <laughs> Either way, like I took a video because I did want to get some documentation of the effigy being burned, mostly just so I could send it to the people that I know would have preferred to be there. They asked me if they could send it along to Spring Magazine, which is a leftist publication based out of Toronto. And I provided them with like a short little blurb about, you mm. know, what the rally was. And that was viewed by like all 20,000 of their followers. And then the next day, this intermediary got me in touch with a reporter from Global. And they requested I come on. As I arrived there for the interview, I started things off by literally saying like, hey, I don't speak on behalf of the organizers or any by POC. And like, I'm just affiliated with like CFRC and a podcast we do. Like, that's it. I just want to provide my thoughts, but I'm not speaking on behalf of anyone. Which they World's greatest podcast. That's right. But of course, they cut that out. And the questions they asked me were all pretty basic stuff. And as the interview went on, I just started popping off more and more. Like, this was a good six-minute, like, yeah. unbroken interview, of which 10 seconds was posted. Literally, yeah, you had two uh, two sentences in. But, what but they're was, good sentences. That's the thing. I was surprised they kept what they kept. But what was interesting is, as Dean alluded to, the comparison between myself and the beloved mayor of this city, <laughs> Brian Patterson. Rudy and Brian, Julian, no, wait. <laughs> I know when I run for mayor in two years, you're just going to dig this clip up. That's fine. Go nuts. Shave the rest of your head. First off, <laughs> yeah, straight up. Come Especially here. compared to your beautiful bald noggin, it was just like, know, whoa, I this boy it. needs to give up. He's also like much older than you and has yet to come to the realization that he cannot <laughs> grow hair. It was genuinely quite sad because you did get like it. It is the living embodiment of the Virgin in the chat. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. We need the next mayor- mayoral race to be Brian Patterson versus Jesse, and they have to be both fully bald. It has to be a wrestling match in Springer Market Square. A push-up contest. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I want to say to our listeners, though, is like, even though we're joking about this, we are also quite serious about this. So if anyone has any genuine recommendations on what we can do to get Jesse on the ballot. Yeah. I know how to get on the ballot. It's I looked at the qualifications. It's real easy to run for mayor. If you anyone write your own name. Dogs have won mayoral races. <laughs> I am at least yeah, at twice least as, as smart, smart as, as <laughs> Okay. Is there um I, you know what I haven't followed Maybe local not politics like in a while. No. Is there usually like a good amount of people running for th- uh, that position? Last I, time there was, there was three. Like, there were more That's than not three. That but like there three, were three main, three main ones. Yeah. But there were like there was like the taxi driver. Uh, oh, okay. Rob something who always runs and is a king. Yeah. Yeah. Who and, I've talked to many a time and, and actually has good ideas. Of the three, the one who came in third got like a lot less votes than the, yeah. the first two. So but it was if, basically like a two. If we get Jesse on the bill, I promise that I'll put up uh like promo flyers for Jesse that look like wrestling promos. Yes. And it's like yeah. it's like both uh the you and Brian. <laughs> Patterson standing up, yeah, face to face, fists up, like, you know, red in one corner, blue in the other corner, and it's like, you know, come to the ballot this day to see the standoff of a lifetime. If Jesse wins the mayoral bid, I will post hog. Yeah. Will you? I'll, I'll post, post dick. <laughs> you know what? I will also. I'll post dick yeah. if, if you and if me together. The first half mayoral, half OnlyFans campaign. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> wow! If you vote for me, you get exclusive uh, Snapchat. Only That's candidates. <laughs> if you have That's genuine good. ideas, 
for the campaign, or if you have things that you would like to see covered that you feel aren't covered in the city of Kingston, you can always shoot us an email at LLCS at CFRC you know LLCS, at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter now. That's so. true. Yeah, if you ever want to find us on Twitter, what's that Twitter, uh, Jesse? LLCS underscore CFRC. But here's the thing. As our beloved Paperboy Prince, we will also read any message you send of a political nature to us. Genuinely. And I will address that. I will go to city council dressed as I currently am in green track pants, a minion shirt, and a Che Guevara hat. <laughs> we asked him not to. <laughs> And I, I will literally. I'll wear the suit. Jesse can wear whatever he wants. I'll wear a suit, and but I'm not even running. We are declaring a tentative uh, run for mayor in 2022. That's exactly. the next Kingston mayoral election. Yeah. If I'm still alive by then, I'll be on the ballot. Get hyped, boys. That's right. Because yeah. Yeah. we're we're coming in hot. Yeah. Look and how quickly we turn this podcast into a vehicle to acquire more power. <laughs> Aren't you impressed? That's right. We're citizen you know caning this really fucking Although quick. We'd, we'd have to stop. We'd have to stuff the council with. Uh, uh, also idiots yeah if anything so, were to get done. council of himbos that's right <laughs> this brings us to our topic for today or the first topic we're going to talk about which is who is our current mayor and council in this yeah fine city okay know thy Ontario. enemy yeah, yeah yeah i guess so like or, we should really do a in the case of jim neal know your friends i love that yeah guy. okay so <laughs> there are yeah to He's start great. with the council, they're all boring. Uh, sorry to say. Oh, these these are going to be lame. our friends what, soon. We're going to go to like... What is more pulse pounding than municipal government? <laughs> 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 That's like their second job for almost all of them. Some, but anyway. Some of them oh. are like cool in what they believe. Yeah. Fri- friends list, Jim Neal, we love you. Jim Neal You're is... dope. Okay. Jim Neal, come on the pod. I actually have a funny story about Jim Neal. And it's not about meeting him, but a uh, person I live with my first year I was living in Kingston... Uh, I remember she came home from like the grocery store once and she was so excited. I was like, yo, like, what's up? Why are you so like fired up? She's like, oh my God, you're never going to believe who I met today. I just threw out like like, a random name. She's like, no, even better. I was like, who? Councilman Jim Neal. She's like, I'm shaking. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I looked him up. I was like, oh, hell yeah. He's the Beto O'Rourke of Kingston. No, he's... (laughs) Yes, that was cool. How were her thighs? Jim Neal is... No, I'm not doing this for Jim Neal. He's cool (laughs) as fuck. I emailed him telling him to... Because he's my counselor. And I emailed him being like, I expect you to pass this like climate emergency thing that I was campaigning for a while ago. And then I sent it in a kind of stern message because I was like, that's how you email politicians. That's right. You're stern. And then they passed it and he emailed me back being like, I've so happy with like a hundred exclamation points and he's like we yes. just passed it it was unanimous like thank you for voting for me and i was like okay bless up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, you sorry fucking, i was so mean in my email he's like, <laughs> fucking preach dad i he's love that also shit. declared that he's at, he's not going to run for re-election for his seat but he will support any progressive woman who runs for it yeah. oh that's cool like he's like jim neal for being an old white dude in kingston is like incredibly impressive you know when i first moved here uh coming from belleville I was surprised by how progressive the city is. And then I realized it's like this weird 50-50 split, like literally in the middle. Even among like the upper class people and the lower class people, it's 100% like (laughs) 50-50. Like either they want pure status quo, nothing changes ever. If anything, we should regress a little bit. Yes. Uh, Or they're just like, man, if I don't wear shoes in public, my chakras will be realigned. (laughs) And like... (laughs) A lot of the city councilors are like Green Party card carrying. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Including another friend list, Robert Kiley. Yeah, he's cool. Robert Kiley, I voted for really him. He's really young. Yeah, he but is. He I, ran as the Green Party uh, candidate. I read oh, through all the Twitters actually, today, I, and he I seemed did, nice. Uh, 
I did vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's I sick. remember that. I remember his posters were up uh, around Queens campus. Yes. And I was like, oh, sweet. A, uh, like a Green Party candidate. And then I looked at their platform that year and it was great. It was like pretty much almost all allocating public service funding to like mental health yes. services and stuff like that. It was so great. I thought was incredible. Mm-hmm. And also not taking that money from schools. Yeah. It was it was taking yeah. it from other things, which I it's so didn't sad look into too much, but yeah, that that's the bar. But too yeah, it's like oh, you're, you're like he's a good solid like candidate. Mm. I was very happy to see like I I didn't know that he went on to uh, join the city council, and I was like delighted when I looked him up. I was like oh, yeah. this guy fucking rocks. Yeah, two yeah. friends for sure. Okay, we uh, got two friends. Peter we got two Stroud, uh, pretty oh. cool. Other than the time he oh, yelled at actually, Dean, uh, we, so that was uh, sad. Peter Stroud. One time threatened to call the cops on me. We don't have time to get into that whole. <laughs> no, story. no, Peter Stroud is not cool. Yeah. I've, oh, what are you talking yeah. about? I don't know. I follow him on Twitter, and he seems he seems to, like, like a shit weasel norm, to me. Like, he's a pretty cop, left he's a politics. Yeah. I got, I got, I got two stories about Peter Stroud. Excellent, please. The the first story is that. Um, Okay, I have three stories about Peter oh Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> so the first story is that he lived near a friend of mine, and apparently he was just a big shit heel on the block. Oh. Whatever. That's, you know, that's hearsay. If this was Judge Judy, she would kick us out right then and there, because that means nothing in the court of law. She'd be tapping her watch. Yeah, she'd be like, come on, hurry up. Like in the Got anything in writing? That's right. Number two, he lost his position, I thought, or his position was in jeopardy because he yelled at a bus driver. Oh. Do you not remember this? Not Did anyone else that. remember this? No, I don't remember so uh, he had his bike and oh the bus stopped for him or something or didn't stop for him. Something happened where he ended up banging on the window, ripping open the door, even though the bus driver was terrified that this person <laughs> was screaming at him. Yeah. He had his child in like a wagon behind him. And uh, he just started screaming at the bus driver, swearing at him, endangering and threatening him. And uh, he his job was in jeopardy for that. The third story you is say that threatening, yes. like actually like, physically I will, threatening. I will yeah. kick yeah. It says here in this article that he held up a bus for ten minutes, but also that he made negative comments about Kingston police on social media. So those two things together was like why the city got mad at him. Yeah. Oh. So I feel like he's a polarizing figure. <laughs> <laughs> the third thing is if that the bar is you don't like cops. It's pretty low bar. Okay, it's very true. easy to he, hate the, cops. The third thing is that he, I served him at the bar and because you know a lot of us frequent the same bar and uh, right. me and dean both yeah. work at this bar he came by with a couple of his friends uh he was loaded he kept saying i hate going to city council i just get drunk uh when anyone's talking i go up the street to tiernanog and i have a few drinks and then i go that back that sounds cool and i was like oh wow you're sweet he had a vote for pedro pin on and then he started doing he started <laughs> okay, you sold me this guy fucking rules he started doing a, a latin accent at the Ooh, bar, trying to be like Pedro. You from mean like ancient ancient Latin, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 like Roman. Yeah, the like Roman. Language. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, and and then he uh he was so drunk that he broke a glass on the ground, and instead of telling me, he tried to just pick it up with his hands, oh. cut his hands open, and then just kicked it and swept it underneath <laughs> uh the radiator by the window. Oh my god, there, brother. Didn't tip once. Fuck you, Peter Stroud. Okay, yeah. Fuck Peter Stroud. Yeah, he he also has a polyglot in his Twitter bio, which <laughs> Dean thought was very that, yeah, yeah, he's he's a real ass. That's, he's that's a, code for something. He's a genuine ass who didn't do- I refuse do, to Google what polyglot means. I'm just going to assume he, the worst. He, he didn't do anything at all uh, for his 
little area and and he uh he literally just said he said to me at the bar that he's in it for the money and his favorite thing was hooking up while other people are speaking he can go to the bar get drinks and make out with people he actually got in trouble for that because he went he, he went to uh he went to the meeting he left for too long, went back to a council meeting, blasted with his shirt on backwards, and they <laughs> yes. kicked him, and they kicked him out. No, he's a real fuck. He I should did, not be getting paid his salary. I also love looking at pictures of them all on Zoom together. That's him with a little ponytail down. <laughs> you imagine me yeah. with, with my background on Zoom? <laughs> Are those, is that New York? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, he's, he's just like, anecdotally, he's a real ass. I have no idea about his policies or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not Big fan of Stroud, so I couldn't I couldn't sit here and like lie on my back when you tell me that he's a great guy. Okay, that's he's, fair. He's too shittered to go out and do anything. <laughs> uh, Who's next? The rest of them kind of range from uh, pretty boring yeah. to weird to pretty nice. Uh, but I have one more I want to focus on, yes. which is Counselor Simon Chappelle. He sucks ass. He's like extremely <laughs> conservative. He on a Zoom meeting called coronavirus the Wuhan virus, and nice. then um, cool. oh yeah, that one that you like Robert Kylie or whatever like looked at him on zoom and it, the clip is very funny but anyway uh and then he also in a meeting like someone was just like talking as they do in their city councilor meetings and he said something like wow i couldn't even like hear you over the amount of communist propaganda you oh, were saying in that oh, i thought you were gonna say i, like, I thought I, you were gonna be like i couldn't even hear you over your big fat gazongas <laughs> wow what, what district is he you it actually took uh three city aides to roll his tongue uh, back into his mouth is oh, man. i'm gonna move district to his district two. and run because <laughs> i just that's want... how you infiltrate oh my god He's actually is it a bad idea board if... of canada yeah, I saw. Oh that. my Very god, cool. that is straight up demonic shit. Yeah, he's on what? The parole board of Canada. Oh, yeah, good. good. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no, yeah, that and, does not get you into the kingdom of heaven. All of the things about him just talk about how he wants to make Kingston open for business, etc., yes. etc. Yeah. Like, yeah, thank oh, you. Maybe. He reminds me of the Belleville council member who released a video saying like. Dr. Teresa Tam was like a Chinese propagandist yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And all of this shit. Like, that's what that reminds me of the same person where it's like, oh, communist propaganda and Trump is doing it right is literally what this person said. And the conservative party in that area was like, we need to get you out. It's <laughs> like, this is bad. Nobody liked that. Not even the conservatives. Every, they were like everyone disliked that. that. They were like they were sitting around, and you know, in their coffins or whatever, and they were like, "No, that's no good. We don't want that one." <laughs> one of them spit out the blood he was drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His yeah. monocle fell into his goblet. He, yeah, he, he heard him say that, and he choked on the baby's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, yeah. I do want to say he he's pretty much the only staunch conservative one, which is mm-hmm. pretty good for a council of like twelve plus the mayor. And I want to say all. The ladies, pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. They're all solid. That's yes. Bridget Daughtry, Mary Rita Holland. Mary Rita Holland, local NDP candidate as well. Oh, nice. She's she's sick. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. And, and Lisa Osanek. Also, if any, wanted to name them for if anyone has any, like, it, it's, it can be very difficult to find details on our uh, local council members. Mm. So if you have, uh, if our audience members have anything they want to fill us in on, anything you think we actually need to know and like should report on on the next pod, uh, please send us a, yeah, send us an email or send us a a Twitter message or something like that. We'll we'll revisit the topic because like I said, it can be very difficult to actually look into these I think it might be also worth it because we have listeners that are not strictly from Kingston. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, From all over the country. 
if you have any eccentric council people, from mayors, area. folks, we don't think about municipal government enough. Because it's very easy to make fun of Trudeau and all of his <laughs> dumb lackeys. But there are a lot of other morons running the cities and counties that we live in that can be made fun of on this podcast. And they run against yeah. no one and they're yeah. dummies and then yeah. they get also, elected. Please you, let us know if about you know if, if you know of any politician who genuinely has an OnlyFans, I feel like that would <laughs> fulfill a lot of this table's yeah, kinks. I think they so only like, have those in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of Sydney is missing, or one of the former mayors of Sydney was like missing like three fingers because he worked animal control before becoming mayor that's can, cool like, that's yeah. incredible can i yeah. speak of uh Sydenham a little bit please rather Sydenham road oh not even it. actual Sydenham. i know it well <laughs> you know that road uh, so Sydenham road has a lovely church on it it's it called the the third day worship uh, yeah, I, think, is it like, something. I think it's like third day adventist is it is it i think so i gotta find it again i sorry my my church knowledge is pretty lacking i just uh you know, I tend to hear about churches and what they do, and I get incredibly frustrated. <laughs> I wonder but anyways, why. This church um, is kind of like a televangelist situation. Like they do live streaming, Twitch streaming. They do. <laughs> they're on YouTube. Everyone's sending them hot pogs all day long. <laughs> like they're literally being like, you know, come to Brazil and all this shit. And uh, <laughs> and and they have this youth thing called like Revolution. It's like the, the their youth group is called Revolution, which I find very funny. Yeah, uh, they also heal people's backs. Yes. Uh, they heal people's PTSD. Yep. Uh, if you give them enough money, you can go to their supernatural spiritual conferences. And shout out to Brian Patterson for this is the church that he goes to. Hell yeah. <laughs> there is a we video. have the most normal mayor. Yeah, yeah, right. Like we have genuinely like the closest thing you can get to like a Southern American televangelist follower as our mayor. I it, watched that video you sent of the woman saying her back was healed and it was yeah. fucked. She was literally like, I've been trying normal medicine for like 30 years and nothing has worked. And they prayed over my body and I was immediately cured. This is forever. in Kingston. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole entire time I went on their website, the very first link is uh, donate here. <laughs> they constantly talk about tithings, which is like, you know, in, in church, you're supposed to give 10% of what you were paid at your workplace. That's your tithings. And then yeah, your I offerings. Know that of five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then your offerings are just like a little bit more than that. Mm. But uh, they are very strict with their tithings. Like they tell you, you are not allowed to participate in their church if you do not donate. Wow. Yeah, it's like it's like a pay to it's like a pay to win situation. Pay to win. Except with God. They also they also will tell you that other churches in Kingston are not real churches. Oh. They also tell oh, you that pay, They also tell you that paying for other churches will send you directly to hell, so you have to pay off their church in order to get into heaven. They'll oh. give you they'll give you heaven certificates. Nice. This is our mayor. That's insane. Our mayor goes is to this church. Is he one of those freaks His that like, doesn't let you play Pokemon? You want to hear something cool? <laughs> His Wikipedia page in the personal life section, it literally just says that he goes to this church. Yeah. It's gross. This is who we voted for Some That is wild. Or some way. Multiple times also. Yes. Yeah, for many years. And you want to know something fucky? Is that when I hear the name, I'm like, yeah, okay, he's probably going to be mayor again because that's the only name I fucking well, know. Well, you thought Not that anymore, until now. Baby boy. Yeah, until now, <laughs> we have a new a new name on the ballot. First video. I feel like it's a bad idea to talk about like your political campaign on the air. That's fine. It's all parody. <laughs> <laughs> First video. <laughs> None of we're, this is happening. We're about pure transparency here. Yeah. I mean, That's your whole campaign, actually. No matter what, they're just going to listen to this podcast and play clips and be like, yeah, man, nice job. That is me. And be like, wow, thank you for the free promotion. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Check us out <laughs> check on, us out. <laughs> on, on, on 
on CFRC. This, it's the all an elaborate Merrill. ruse to get more listeners <laughs> yeah. to the show. Yeah, it's free marketing. We get Jesse on the bill. They 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 try to slander him with words that he said himself. And then you go, yeah, and you can listen to that full episode on (laughs) Spotify. (laughs) Yeah, sorry I'm being funny and subversive. It's a little thing called... And then you pull out a t-shirt gun. It's a little thing called content, Patterson. Yeah. You wouldn't understand... He's also an economics professor at RMC. Which to me is also demonic. Because RMC is like worth an episode into and of itself. Yeah, it was weird. I, last time I walked past RMC, there was like this giant bonfire and witches flying around. It was the <laughs> no. weirdest situation. I, I wish it was that kind of demonic. That would <laughs> be cool. So yeah, no, witches are cool. This it, is like Moloch. RMC shit. is yeah, like are on our side. well established as being like a hive of sexual violence. Yeah. For a century. They were literally like investigated and indicted for how they treated female cadets at RMC. Oh, hell yeah. I remember watching a video on this in high school oh my god and being like to be affiliated with that school is questionable whether or not you're involved in anything it's still like if you're hanging out at a place where this shit happens so routinely it became national news yeah you have something to explain i feel like there is maybe a gulf of morality there yeah it's it's the same thing as people who teach at harvard it's like sorry what do you say what do you say though like or queens you know (laughs) just joking Don't worry, Patterson is not a race here to erase history. He's here to make history. That's right. The fuck. If we don't talk about <laughs> the fact that he teaches at this school and he subscribes to the DLC church, then yeah, yeah. we're erasing history. Yeah. He's doing pay to win to get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's making yeah, that's, history, that, baby. Because we know he's not getting there otherwise. You that's know what? Right. You know what? My friend Jesse, he's uh, a member of the DSL uh, church. <laughs> that's right. So, you know what? You you think it's cool to make history? I think it's cool to make content. That should be Jesse Bell. Um, but Kingston is where history and innovation thrive, guys. <laughs> that's so right. that's true. That's the most contradictory fucking. Yes, especially when right. they're like, we can't move forward because we have to make history. I don't want any more goddamn lib speak on my podcast. Bri- Brian Patterson <laughs> Churchill will fix your. If you get your back blown out, his church will fix it. If you come, <laughs> if someone rearranges your guts, this church will. If you fix come it. to me, I'll blow it out again for you, <laughs> free of charge. That's the Jesse promise. All right. The promise is here's the fact. Oh I'm going to go to every single debate. I am going to be exclusively belligerent. Yes. Not belligerently yeah. drunk. I'll leave that to Peter. I'm just going to be <laughs> belligerent. I will ask any question you send me. You can send it to our email and I I will ask it in the debate whether or not it is related. Yeah, and it can be something it can be something silly like Mr. Mayor, do you currently uh, have a huge fat hog. Yeah. And, and you would just read that out. Are you an ass dude or a tits if, man? If so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is the important question that we need to know. <laughs> if if Jesus, Tits or ass, Brian. Could Jesus himself make a pussy so big he could not fuck it? Yeah. You, you can send that question to me and I will ask it to the man yes. who spends $300,000 a year to, uh, I don't know, let God heal that big lady's back. Yeah, like, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I would love to do that. He, that's where, the, that's where worry, his money from the Don't worry, boys. Goes. They put uh, purple lights up for National Indigenous Peoples Day. They won't, they won't fly the Haudenosaunee flag, though. No. But they did put purple lights up. Or and that remove was cool. the statue. No, no, but... No. Hey, but they did spend <laughs> like way too much money on some lights mm-hmm. at City Hall a few years ago when homeless people were dying downtown. That was fun. Yeah, uh, that was under uh, Patterson's regime. We can't get yeah. rid of a statue, but we can completely remove a homeless shelter set up 
to protect people from the COVID-19 pandemic. Don't yep. worry. I, I feel like his thing about making history is the exact tokenization problem I had with the land acknowledgement, yes. which is like, if I say the land acknowledgement, it means I don't have to tear down Sir John A's statue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, boys. We, given, we got you covered. I've lip service you, exclusively. Uh, Literally uh, just lip I've service. given yeah, you yeah. your crumb. Fucking take it. You know what? I said you are. I said you exist. Look, yeah, what yeah. else do you want from me? Yeah, exactly. Look, hey, if, if I, I don't comb you, the hair in the I back see, of my head. I hear you. you. Yeah. I wish you weren't here. <laughs> I wish you had never died. And he just like gets really intense. <laughs> His eyes filling. Yeah. Just patiently explaining to the yoked Italian man we ran into that Sir John A. McDonald cannot fuck him. Yeah. Like he's not he's not gonna see this, bro. Sir John A. McDonald <laughs> also like you can simp for him all yeah. you want. Also would have like killed that guy yeah he was just like some tanned italian remember italians weren't considered to be white people back then no it would not have gone well for him that's right you know how many immigrants you know immigrants famously did well under sir john a mcdonald (laughs) the the chinese (laughs) yeah the irish who we have a mass grave for in the center of the city yeah oh can someone explain that to me they all died of typhus no i know about skeleton fart <laughs> I know about well, skeleton park. Come on, skeleton park anymore. They moved their bodies like nine times, yeah, and now they're by the high school. Can somebody but... explain to me? We did a response to a Twitter post, and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Do you mind filling me oh, in as well yeah. as the audience? Uh, so <laughs> I was just sitting there, and I was like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Do Kingston it. Kingston has a campaign called Say Hello, which is for oh. immigrant acceptance, oh, yeah. uh, essentially. And it basically, it started maybe a year ago or two years ago. And it was like a photo of someone living in Kingston that's an immigrant. And then a quote, either just like about their day-to-day life or like an instance of racism they've experienced in Kingston. It was trying to just like show these people's stories and show like, hey, Kingston's actually racist. Like we should do something about it. But yeah. also it was like a hopeful thing. Like you can fix this by like saying hello being like nice learning about your neighbors etc and it went along with all those lawn signs saying like no matter like where you're from we're glad you're here oh right yep languages uh anyway so because of all this cop stuff conveniently timed i don't know why the kingston immigration partnership did this (laughs) it was with them and the city so they like okayed it there is an irish cop on the kingston police force so they did like a little thing of him but like obviously he's a white person you can't even really tell he's irish from the photo you have no idea he's an immigrant it's he just wasn't like, wearing green or shamrock yeah he, I was confused. Wasn't wearing a but kilt. like oh, i'm just saying they didn't say in the post that he even was an immigrant so it's just like this picture yeah so it's it's just like a picture of a cop he was in uniform on the say hello campaign yeah, it's just saying a say like, hello it was basically like Cops love Kingston. Say hello. And we're like, what the fuck? But anyway, so yeah, yeah it turns out they did it because he's an Irish immigrant. But like, I was okay. so confused by that. And I was also so confused by the fact that you were caught up with it because I was just like, what does any of this mean? And why should like, like this is just really distasteful right now for the mm. current conversation that we're yeah. having. No I, I've seen it like uh, similar things have been posted in like Niagara region, the city of Welland or Niagara Falls having like a pro cop Instagram post. Oh. It's like okay, yeah, but, like, I see. Using an immigration campaign to yeah, be like pro cop, what the man. fuck? Also, um, we can cut this if I talked about it last time. But my the funniest thing that's been shared on Twitter about Kingston was uh, Mayor Patterson posting a picture in front of City Hall, just like standing there, being like, "Look, we painted the sidewalk like oh, a yeah. rainbow for pride." And then someone commented, "Thank God the mayor is in good shape." Thumbs up. Majority of men in Kingston are blue collar, belong to a labor union, owns either a Harley oh, yeah. Davidson, Suzuki Cycles, or 
a truck parked in the driveway. You have to live here to understand Kingston. That's why I'm here. Hashtag life in Kingston. Yeah. What? We, what? You, you sent that to the, the group. Yeah. And I was like, that just sounds like a Facebook t-shirt. Like, I was <laughs> born in January and I am part of the union. See, I, I, I actually Harley did some tapes. digging on that tweet, though, and I found out that, that when that tweet was posted, it was like 9 a.m. Moscow time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's the start of the workday. Russian But honestly, I feel like that... You know, I, I'm not claiming to have lived in Kingston all my life. I have not. But I feel like that's not so much a, a great observation of what the city's like. More like what so a brain in a jar might come up with from a word cloud. Like, yeah, just yeah. this woman thinks that men in Kingston are fat and unionized also, and ride motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's <laughs> describing one that's, neighbor. Uh, you know what? That's that's the land of milk and honey right there. <laughs> fat, he's unionized, and riding motorcycles. good shape. Like, he's not yeah. in bad shape. But this is like, he's just like an average looking. Regular guy. dude. It's not like he's like six, let's say hypothetically six foot one, 250 pounds. Of <laughs> <laughs> a pure muscle. Sculpted muscle yeah. with, you know, like a, a 30 nice Pound bald head. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's just like an average guy. Like, what's this woman's deal? Does I she, don't know. Yeah. she just loves thirsting after the mayor on Twitter. She's that's getting, I'm that's gonna, cool. I'm getting wet over Patterson. Like that that's the least <laughs> evangelical thing I've ever heard. You cannot have women thirsting over you, Mr. Yeah, Patterson. That's true. We Our, should start I'm doing deep that. Do not covet thy mayor. From <laughs> the, the podcast Twitter, we need to just start telling the mayor how hot he looks oh. in every photo. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> That's not even a challenge. Hey, buddy, you looking cute. I'm going to ask him to be my trad husband. <laughs> Please. You can just stay at home, comb your hairs. I'm the perfect... <laughs> your hair. <laughs> Ima imagine, he's on top of you, and you're rubbing your fingers through the hair on the back of his skull. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. No. Uh, Tomorrow he's doing of... an AMA, if you guys want to. Oh, my God. <laughs> There is an actual bombshell in the Canadian media front that hasn't been widely reported on yet, but like it's legitimately like mind blowing shit. Yeah. So McLean's picked it up. That's, yeah. that's I was yeah. surprised. I, I was impressed that McLean's reported on things. So I swear this is going to sound like <laughs> conspiracy McLean's. theory, but this is in like an actual like legitimate magazine. I can back him up on that. For real journalists that have provided it. And two so, two journalists half minds. Scare quotes. Yeah. Two half minds equals one full mind. So That's like right. the, both of, <laughs> the both of us can account for this one. So we are just months removed from the deadliest shooting in Canadian history, which we know took place in uh, Nova Scotia over the course of 36 hours involving former denturist Gabriel Wortman. And at the time it happened, everybody was kind of struggling to figure out a, why it happened, B, how it happened, and C, how it was so mismanaged at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was wanton. Mm. If you're unfamiliar, uh, Gabriel Wortman started a mass killing spree in his hometown, and it stretched for the next, you know, 16 hours across the entire province of Nova Scotia, eventually ending in a shootout at a gas station in which he was killed. I believe the number is, what, 22 people 22. died? yeah. The RCMP were immediately criticized for how they managed the operation. For example, they didn't set up roadblocks outside of the town mm -hmm. where the massacre began. They didn't close any roads. They didn't offer any kind of substantial public safety warning. Yeah, they didn't do like a... Do An APB. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. And then after things had ended... The news media focus shifted from the mismanagement of the RCMP to the death of Heidi Stevenson, who was an RCMP constable killed in the course of uh, this mass shooting. Yeah, with the it, that was the officer who had their weapons stolen from them, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, essentially, Wartman crashed his car into hers and shot her and then stole her car and her weapon, mm -hmm. which 
even to me, I was like, that doesn't seem like something a regular person would be able to do. But it's like, ah, you know what? To, like, like locate the weapon. And, and to, like, just tactically completely destroy, like, a trained yeah. RCMP officer. As much as we rag on cops, it's like they're, they have training. They're very good at killing they people. They are only yeah, good at killing their, people. Their only yeah. training was, don't let this happen, and it happened. And then in the aftermath of the deadliest shooting, to reiterate, the deadliest shooting in Canadian history... The RCMP refused any attempts or requests for a public inquiry into the matter. Right. Which is like a day one no-brainer. We need to understand why this happened. We need to understand the operational faults here so we can avoid something like this right. happening. Yeah. If you don't mind me cutting in, they also uh, it, it began to unravel that people were actually telling the RCMP and reporting on yes. this gentleman for many years before yeah. anything happened. Okay. And they were saying that something complaints. was going to happen. That he yeah. had Disturbed. illegal caches of guns, that yeah. he was violent towards his partner, his, yeah, and his that, wife. most crucially, he was driving around in vehicles designed to look like RCMP cars. Which is yeah. also how he ended up killing some people. He pulled them over with his car with the sirens on and then shot Just them in the driver's seat. Just executed them, point yeah. blank. And they had been receiving these reports for years and years and years. And up until earlier this week, very little had come out about this. Yes, yeah, surprisingly. Like, and been, that's I the think thing. Yeah, been, it was radio silence after it happened. I think it's and been 40 it's, or 50 days. It's because COVID had kind of taken over, which is understandable. Yeah. But I, uh, I yeah, get it. I remember them saying like, oh, he was a business owner and COVID forced him to close. So he went crazy and he did that it. Like, was that was accepted. like basically yeah. what everyone assumed. And then this information came out first in a McLean's piece. And there was a follow-up article, which I believe was on the CBC that I also sent to you guys detailing not only his ties to criminals in the area, but most importantly, his ties to the RCMP. Mm -hmm. On on March 30th, he withdrew $475,000 from the bank. Not even from the bank, actually. It was from uh, Brink's warehouse. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right, yeah. Yeah, because you cannot withdraw that amount of money from a bank. Yeah, he put You also, request, as a civilian, like, cannot withdraw that amount of money period. from a Brink's truck. No, just mm -hmm. period. You cannot get that. Yeah, you have and no access to that kind of money. What the McLean's article noted was the way that the money was acquired was similar to how the RCMP pays their informants and their active duty agents. And they said mm -hmm. it was too much money to be an informant. An informant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was he like way too much for an informant. Then stashed... $475,000 in the trunk of his car when he commenced his killing spree. He had that money in that car mm -hmm. as this was going on. Also, and we only just hear about it now. That's the mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And this is yeah. something that was almost surely not meant to ever come out. It was. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because the money was confiscated. The RCMP came out and said that they were going to sell his assets in order to make money for the family. Yes. Uh, they not once mentioned that he, they found $475,000 in his car. Of oh cash. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which wow. means that it, money has gone back to the agency. It's gone. Yep. Almost certainly distributed it in the first place. The article also highlight. Uh, sorry, the subsequent article also highlighted his ties to a local criminal by the name of, uh, uh, his last name is Griffin. I can't remember if it's Michael yes. or Peter. Which is an irony. Local family guy, Peter Griffin. But the family of this individual were also massacred during his shooting spree. Yep. Mm -hmm. This came mere days after the RCMP had cracked down on the Hells Angels within the region, of whom Gabriel Wartman was connected through this individual. Yep. All of this happened at suspicious times, and it's added on to an already obtuse and insane story. This new element that, if this is all collaborated and proven true, you cannot have the RCMP anymore. This is 
sh- this is mass murder. Yeah. Essentially orchestrated S- by the state RCMP. Sanctioned. Well, yeah. So okay, he's saying orchestrated. He is sanctioned by the RCMP. He was abetted by the RCMP, who clearly didn't want to do anything to try and implicate or catch this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable. This has to fall onto them. So yeah, yeah. So to to do a quick rundown of the evidence that there is that this is connected to the RCMP is that four hundred seventy five thousand dollars is not money that a civilian can access no. normally, especially on. Uh, like only in certain circumstances, but even then it's usually businesses that can do it and not an individual. It was done. The transaction was done through a Brinks warehouse, which is not civilian accessible. Um, He had connections to the hell's angels who had just recently been busted. He actually got pulled over for a ticket on a Tuesday at 6 PM, which is not anyone's beat. And there wasn't even supposed to be an officer in that area. That was a day before that the other Hell's Angels members got busted, so they believe that that was an information transferring point. Mm -hmm. Mm. There was no actual ticket issued at the time. Uh, It was just a pullover, and nothing ended up happening. They knew who printed off the logos for his car. It was actually the members of the Hell's Angels that he was a friend of. He worked at a printmaking shop. Wow. Yeah, they knew this long beforehand. That wasn't news to them. They knew he had a car that was looking as if it was an RCMP vehicle. Uh, they also knew that he beat his wife and had uh, stashes of illegal guns. Which was never investigated. Which was never investigated, which is evidence. Which is evidence. 1,500 firearms? Something. Which, which is evidence that um, it, it's, like similar to what they, it's similar to what they do with, uh, what are they called? What like undercovers? Yeah, like, like an undercover agent. It's, it's similar like when they, they use you as an informant, right? They, um, they won't investigate pettier crimes because no. they're essentially it's a plea bargain you're saying like um you're going to actually commit crimes in order to bag these other criminals that's a, a right? pretty common that sort of tactic yes. of like trying to get someone entrapment in um no no not even it, entrapment. It, it's like where you have multiple agents acting as like a gang and then you bring one person who you suspect of a crime into them and then they get the, that person to like commit crimes and mm-hmm. they all oh, commit crimes entrapment. together entra- and yeah. they literally yeah. in the process of that you do commit crime yep. and then but it's like worth it because you're going to catch this like bigger crime yeah, that yeah. was actually invented by a Canadian police force. Yeah. And the RCMP also uh further evidence the RCMP in their manual says that uh, when it comes to public speaking, they do not have to address the public and tell them that someone was an agent or an yeah. informant. I can't believe that they didn't even what? like, obviously yeah. that Hell's Angel, the, the fact that he had connections to the Hell's Angels would have been like pretty easy info to find out. And like no info about that at all came out until no, now. Like none. They said the they hell? had zero information. Yeah, they knew when nothing. Clearly there was yeah. connections, right? So it's just it just goes to show you that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes and we think that there's a lot of sanctions that would say that this stuff could not happen, but it can because it's quite literally in their handbook to say, we can lie to the public. The only people we can't lie to is uh, a judge and jury. And Uh since he was actually going to be, uh, they were thinking, uh, people believe that a transaction that large of $475,000 was either A, to let him run, or B, to pay him off for if he had to run after a trial and there was actually trials coming up for different uh, members of the Hells Angels. So they believe that he would have been there to give testimony and he would have been outed as an informant within the coming months. Yep. The McLean's articles and everything are still up claiming Mm -hmm. that it has the hallmark in quotations, hallmark symbols of like being an agent or something. Um, But 
there's already a star article saying he just withdrew that money because he was worried about his business closing due to covid uh, yeah. that's which is what they said originally as well oh he did this because his business was closing don't ask any more questions we're yeah. not going to do any more investigations yeah 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 i i hope and pray that there's someone out there who has the means to look into this and does so but I, I honestly believe like this is where we're gonna end up. The people who want to do uh like a third party inquiry, it's funny because they're actually sister companies of the RCMP. <laughs> so it's not actually oh a third party inquiry. It's an it's an inside. The Flanders uh, Times. Yeah. Todd rocks says Rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No sign of collusion says colluders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like that whole thing. Yeah, that's just one messy bubble. And if if you want to look into it, or or if there's any other news that breaks out on that, we will definitely bring it up. Because uh, if we if we hear anything more, we'll we'll definitely inform our our lovely listeners of it. Yeah, we so can only you. hope this story continues to develop and doesn't just get buried. Yeah, the RCMP. We're gonna be like Dave. me and Jesse are gonna be hanging out at Springer Market Square, handing out pamphlets that say like not only was JFK shot by the FBI, but. The Nova Scotia gunman was an RCMP agent. Did, did you know the CIA was also involved with the RCMP in the 1970s to influence several local elections to ensure yeah. that the Conservative Party won? COINTELPRO. Yeah, they, they, right. they had different uh, operatives in uh, North America as a whole. Exactly. Isn't that fun? The RCMP also having a banner month of just continuously assaulting and killing people of color, yeah. which is... I think it's become abundantly clear that this is the most corrupt fucking organization in Canadian history. The RCMP? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. They're they're doing their job correctly. They yeah, were literally founded in order to kill indigenous people, and by golly, will they do they it? They certainly swinging. haven't stopped. No, and also no. the Peel police have given them a run for their money yes, for title of most deadly. Murder that's true. They've murdered yeah. multiple people he, recently. Chowdhury, specifically. A 62-year-old Palestinian man. He was, according to the police, they were going to check on his well-being with a tactical team dog and they entered his house, shot, and killed him. Not even a month after, during a wellness check in Toronto, the Toronto police were mysteriously involved in the death of Regis Korchinski Paquette. Yeah. Boy golly, if I ever want to go out, I'm just going to call myself in a wellness check. That's right. Yep. Fucking hell. That's right. Dean, you got something to say about cops? I remember earlier you were saying that you really liked uh, something about milky cops or whatever. And you said you, you have big things for, for milky uttered cops. And it's funny that you mentioned this because there's a new update to the cop <coughs> poisoning stories just Ooh. today. Also, correction, he's not Palestinian, he's Pakistani. Oh, sorry, Pakistani, my mistake. My milkshake brings all the cops to the yard, and they're like, get on the ground. Put your <laughs> pussy to the pavement. <laughs> no, oh That's horrible. This gun holds 12 bullets. You're not going to feel them all. No yelling. That was uh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> milkshakes. We love to drink them. They're sweet. They're cold. Uh, they can taste like felt. anything that you want to. Uh, and also, <laughs> they are the greatest way to defeat reactionaries. Hello. Can I it's have a unclear. Marlboro milkshake, please? Thank yeah. you. As I'm sure you know, uh, milkshakes have been in the news. You said that there was an update on the NYPD story. So this isn't uh, even NYPD specific, but this is a cop milkshake story. Oh, so let let's let's take it right back though. Uh, Please. To, to the first dumping. 2019, there was a slew of what have been termed, and you can find there's a Wikipedia article about this milkshakings, which nice. is where. Uh, it happened a lot in the UK. There was one really prominent case in Australia where... Oh, yeah. Remember that that teenager? Yeah, the egg, uh, egg kid, too. Egg kid, yeah, yeah, is also part of this. But protesters and leftists would run up to uh, conservative politicians, typically like 
anti-Islam, Islamophobic people. You don't have to specify that for the UK. If you're a conservative, yeah. you are inherently an Islamophobe. That's true. Um, and would dump milkshakes on them. This became a sensation. Uh, tons of people wrote op-eds about it, about how it was cruel and unusual, and about how our politics have devolved and we can't have civilized discussion anymore. When did I think politics thing. were like normal and not like that? There, well, that's Psychos. the thing about conservatives. There's always like a golden yesteryear yeah. where things were yeah, good. Yeah, that never existed. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we had uh, Tommy Robinson was the first one that I found oh, that got milkshake. Little manlet. And then like five two. Fraser oh, Anning uh, of Australia was another like horrible anti-immigration dude who got milkshake. Nigel Farage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nigel Thornberry. The, yeah, who is the is he the U- Brexit le- leader? He was UKIP. The, he was the UKIP guy, and now yeah. he's the Brexit guy. Yeah, he's the Brexit Boris guy. Johnson uh, got milkshaked and had his team of bodyguards assault the guy who did it. I saw our uh, friend of the show Sam Harris. Uh, note. <laughs> No. Noted amazing atheist. We're not we're not he's not a friend of the show. <laughs> no, he's my friend. <laughs> I, I dug up a tweet from him where he called these uh milkshakenings uh mock assassinations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking gross. Yeah. Someone called me Sam Harris in class once, eh? This guy I I'm told so him sorry. I told him that he was uh being a homophobic bigot in front of this class full of biddies, right? And uh So and you called him Sam Harris. No, no, and then he walked up to me <laughs> afterwards and he's like yeah, I just think like gays are not natural and are probably going to go to hell. And I was like, I hate you and I don't want to be even walk with you. Like I told him this, like I told him that I hated his guts and I wanted him to burn. And then he was like, you remind me a lot of Sam Harris. Have you ever looked into him? And I was like, you're not winning any. <laughs> I was like, you're not winning any points here, buddy. And then uh, a few months later in Portland, noted uh, journalist Andy Ngo who what who does he work for quillette i think uh, the post-millennial quillette yeah uh he's also one of those patreon journalists kind yeah. of like a jordan peterson where he just makes money <laughs> and he writes uh, a blog yeah he literally is a blogger <laughs> yeah he's no, a blogger he's, he is the slimiest he weasel also alive. notably provided kill lists for the autumn waffen ss a neo-nazi group who looked to him for guidance as to what left-wing activists they should target yeah yeah i remember so, the uh the adam often andy Nyo, uh if you don't know is staunchly anti-antifa yes uh or as we like to call them fa uh, i love fa it's delicious yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places in town uh who in portland while well, he was covering some protests it, it was actually a patriot prayer rally oh so it was a counter protest yes. against so nazis antifa was there to protest the Patriot Prayer Rally. Patriot Prayer is a right-wing nationalist uh, group based all around the United States, but they specifically gathered en masse in Portland for this rally. This was also the rally, notably, where Andy Ngo tried to portray a man who had attacked people and then got like pulled off a bus because he was hitting people with a hammer as a victim. Yeah. But this is a guy who like brutalized people with a hammer and tried to run away. Yeah. And, he knows, and like, then claimed that Antifa agents had attacked him and he was yeah. defending himself. Yeah. As opposed to him getting his dick rightfully stomped in for yeah. uh, being a, a Nazi and B attacking people. And, you know, at this event, long story short, got hit in the face with a milkshake. 
Uh, well, he also claimed that he was beaten nearly to death yes, by Antifa super soldiers. By a milkshake. Uh, <laughs> well, but then the they, milkshake th- there was the something special about here. this milkshake. That's right. Uh, the milkshake, inside of it, they had mixed a quick-drying cement in an attempt <laughs> to assassinate That's what he, yes. claimed. That's what he claimed. That's what he yeah. claimed. Oh, it is not true. Uh, it's not least. true. It's not even close to being maybe he, true. Chance. He claimed he had... It is a bold-faced lie. A hematoma and got out of surgery in the same day and was sent home. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah. so the thing is that I saw about the protests that are happening currently is that cops were like, oh my God, they have these milk cartons, or not milk cartons, it was ice cream like yes. uh, containers yeah. full of cement yes. that they're planning on throwing at us. And then construction workers were like, Dude, we literally use that to mix and test cement. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? They, they were about? coffee cups. It's they weren't like, ice cream bins. Yeah. This was even at a protest. This is just a construction yeah, site. Yeah, this is a construction <laughs> site. You fucking idiot. It's like, oh, they have cinder blocks here. They're going to throw it at us. <laughs> yeah. Stacked them all up and covered them with concrete. It's like, I Look, watched this how one. How did guy. they get these I beams? <laughs> Tell us more about some milkshakes, Deanier. Well, the, the fascinating new strand of this is very recently, Shake Shack. Yes. Came under fire when... In New York City, some NYPD goons went to a a Shake's Shack and uh, they had a little tummy ache after they had their milkshakes. And their burgers. And their burgers. uh, Like a regular person does. They became convinced that they were poisoned. They were were poisoned by the... They were poisoned by Shake's Shack. Shack There was a crime scene. They they went to the Shake Shack and set up a crime scene there (laughs) to investigate this. Here's the thing, though. These cops didn't order their food normally they ordered it on an app so the the workers would not know that they were cops when would they genuinely picked it up. have no idea would have no idea and i dig, did some uh digging into this the police union of new york city wrote up an official report and talked about how their cops were vomiting and had to be sent to the emergency room that's a lot like that it didn't happen did not that happen. that's just a lie and also someone from the new york police department tweeted later saying like okay we found no wrongdoing <laughs> from the employees sorry yeah. about that and yeah. then uh fox news still ran the story after as if yes. it had happened as yeah did yeah tim pool and andy Nyo, yes two of the very smartest men on the internet and another the brightest of minds aspect of that this is something i read the nypd brass told them to concoct that story to generate support mm-hmm. yeah. they told their officers to lie and everyone just to go along with it and a nice addendum to that is this then created my favorite video maybe ever posted to twitter which is the crying lady cop yeah over the mcmuffin that's right oh baby this but she like, would have the coffee just not the mcmuffin that's right yeah. Yeah. it was taking an extra minute this lady cop cried about getting poor service out of mcdonald's and how this was emblematic of the way police are treated even though right. you're screaming at people that get paid eight dollars an hour to work in like a hell condition yeah it's yeah. like during the worst pandemic ever ever in the history, yeah. in history. modern history certainly yeah. but sometimes bad service happens these people are working doing their fucking best also wasn't not, she not so even a she's cop? not even a cop so she's like a security, she's a security guard, guard. So it is like uh, one of the all-time ca- car vlogs the, like, the funniest yeah. the funniest thing of all time yeah she's like a card fast food reviewer except <laughs> 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 like but uh <laughs> she she's like da- she literally killed dame drops and yeah took his, yeah and took his car i want her to turn into the new shoe nice the yeah. new chapter to the milkshake saga fresh off the presses today at starbucks oh a my cop God. claimed 
A cop claimed that a barista had put a tampon in his, like his fracchiato or whatever yep. it is. That's kind of funny, though. And to prove Haha, that, Jesse, they pulled... never been to Starbucks. I genuinely haven't. And then they pulled it out and just showed, like, a straw covered in, like, whatever it's made out of. And it's like, this is clearly a tampon. Yep. It was just you mean, a paper like, straw. Wait, you mean yes. a paper straw? It was literally just, like, a sh- it, it was just, like, a, a mass of frozen stuff that kind of looked like a turd. <laughs> and they're like, this is clearly a tampon in here. But, and at first... <laughs> I, I licked it. I know. <laughs> I thought they meant to, like... When they said somebody put a tampon in there, at first I thought they meant to, like, pulled it out and then plopped it in their drink. But it's like... Uh, and then they were like, oh, he's just, like got it from a machine and put it in there but i was imagining like some barista just like squatting down <laughs> like, <laughs> like looking around wild <laughs> oh yeah that's the next level praxis right yeah. there uh, feeding your tampon up the police it has already been investigated and proven to be false yeah but i guarantee also, this you this is not what a tampon looks like no. this man has never seen one no his life. and it's like well, he doesn't know what a it's seattle is. pd if it's true and you did put a tampon in a cop's drink which you should do yeah uh, please send an email into the show <laughs> and let me know be uh, worried out there kingston pd <laughs> That's why. That's why people. This is Jesse's campaign. That's right. That's why conservatives are resisting granting like free feminine hygiene products, is because yeah. they're worried all of their drinks will be ruined. Yeah, they're worried that they won't have enough for like their drinks at home. <laughs> oh, if we if they give I the didn't tam- ask for extra tampon. If we give the tampons to Starbucks. I can't have it in my coffee at home. <laughs> Just unloading three hundred rounds into his empty coffee cup. <laughs> Just the way I was taught. There's like a dog face on the side of it. No, let's let's hear it, Dean. We're not talking about mochaccinos or macchiatos or frappadingos. We're talking about milkshakes. Now, my question that I pose to the floor is Mm. why milkshakes? What is it with conservatives and cops, which is the same thing, and their their obsession with milkshakes and milkshakes as a means of violence against them? Are you asking the question to the group? I'm asking you guys. What do you what What do you think? Milk, I've got some ideas. Milk is a pro Nazi symbol, as well true, as yeah. uh, milk. It, they probably didn't get enough from. They would say they probably didn't get enough from their mother if they weren't naturally fed. Like this is like what if I'm they thinking. were na- naturally breastfed. It's just also an iconic image. Like milkshakes are usually pink. And if you throw them at someone, it's like very visible on their clothing. It's, it's funny true. to draw a picture of it or imagine yeah. it in your head. Any other beverage is lame. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. I think it, there is something to be said about like the the feminine, the sort of the life sustaining milk uh, <laughs> oh that 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 the, that the cop also cannot American. get. I feel like that's a big it's, part it's, of it. If it, it was American, Ameri- they'd be throwing sweet tea at each other. Yeah, you say American, <laughs> but this is also all over the UK I know, and Australia. I feel like all those other countries see all their conflicts as American. Like yeah. I don't know. Okay, like, cultural hegemony. We can I, get in I feel on like that. every time there's groups of people fighting in a country, everyone's like, this is just like America. That's, like, that's kind of what, what we're, we're doing, doing right now. now. Yeah, <laughs> but in this country, the, the cop, the conservative is through the artificial nature of our like consumerist capitalist world that we live in has been depraved of the nourishing feminine. He cannot achieve it. He has to go to the artificial. Are you Jordan Peterson now? <laughs> yes, this is re- this is no, this is real. We that, all miss doing I thought degrees. really hard about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he being denied the nourishing feminine, uh-huh. he has had to move to the artificial, the sweetened, the the fake, the commercial milk, uh-huh. and it betrays him time and time again. Right. And he believes that it's going to kill him, but he can't quite fathom that it is the nature of this capitalist system that he lives in uh-huh. that is causing him to feel hollow and empty 
and attacked on all sides. Instead, he blames me and leftists like me who like to make fun of him. Yeah. Real cops know that the best pussy sound like milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't get the best pussy, so they have to substitute. <laughs> exactly. Dean, you've been reading cop. too many Evo Psych. Uh, <laughs> no, this Evo is all real. Yeah, okay. No, 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 this uh-huh. is real. I'm imagining a cop like shaping. He takes out the lid off the milkshake. It's a strawberry yeah. milkshake, of course. Yeah. And he just takes his fingers and he kind of, you know how like <laughs> in that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a clown where he's like shaping the mashed potato to look like a tent? Yeah. Okay, a cop's doing that, but instead of using a fork and mashed potato, He's using his finger and pink milkshake, and he's just turning it into a pussy. Yeah. And then the cop yeah. takes yeah. like the frigid cold pussy, and he's like, "Oh, this is just my like my bitch ex-wife," and he just like rams it on his dick, and he just comes in the milkshake and gets frostbite and dies. Yeah. Well, then, then and then like <laughs> his cum was actually quick quick dry an cement. Official, <laughs> yeah, an official inquest is launched where it's like I have been poisoned by the Starbucks barista who gave me interurethral uh, poisoning with this milkshake fleshlight. And it'll be that, and then the Starbucks then gets hit with a tactical nuke, and that is how the cops resolve their problem. Can I say one thing before this all inevitably gets cut? No, it's staying in. It's that, uh, <laughs> it's that uh, milkshakes used to mean a different thing. Like milkshaking used to mean a much <laughs> different thing. Yeah, pre twenty nineteen. You're such a fucking degen that you know what this is. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know what milkshaking is? You little uh, zoomers like from over the on. Song? No, no, no. It's much worse. Milkshaking is when you would put uh, milk and Ovaltine into an enema and put it inside of yourself and danced and yeah. then put it back into a cup and drank it. Cool. Yeah. I, Cause you're shaking I don't know. I don't think the cops know about that. Of those words are. An enema? And Ovaltine? Ovaltine. Ovaltine is <laughs> oh like God. malted milk it's mix. It's a hot chocolate mix. Yeah. You ever see Christmas Ew. Story? Uh, no, play in this space with me a bit more yeah. though. Milkshakes. What do they milkshakes, mean? Milkshakes. What do they mean? Milkshake is the perfect symbol of the innocence lost from the 50s when everyone knows that the 50s were the best time to be alive. Arteries didn't clog. Yeah. And when you go down to the, so- the soda pop fountain mm. with your sweetheart, you drink a nice big milkshake. Uh-huh. All conservatives want is to go back to this imagined 50s yeah, that they have. Yeah, that's but, true. Oh, what, what about fountain? me, man? I go, I get milkshakes like, I have a milkshake like once Yeah, but a they week. used to come in fancy glasses and you would sit at the counter um, yeah. and- With your you know, sweetheart, no you were going steady. No other were allowed to, but it's you me. sit there with a It's gal. like four in the morning. I'm wearing like a tank top and my pajama bottoms. Okay. I go through the McDonald's drive-thru. I get a milkshake. What's the problem, Dean? Tell me. Well, Read into me, but buddy. okay. But a milkshake is a classic '50s yeah. icon. Can I not be a leftist leftist and enjoy beautiful tasting milkshakes? You You're can, an ice but cream we're socialist. just saying. <laughs> and, and obviously, conservatives, yeah, Dean's right, are obsessed with the '50s, and they're like, "Dang, this classic '50s iconic milkshake is now being turned against me." So I'm so angry, well, and every time I see one, I'm going to explode. Well, let's let's think let's think more about the milk. As you said, it's a Nazi image. It is. Uh, it's it's white. It is pure. It is uh, from the heartland. Yeah, uh, but milkshakes are flavored and they're Milkshakes colored. are flavored and colored. You're exactly right. You are. I feel mi- like that's at odds with your '50s thing, though. Are are milkshakes good or bad? To well, them? we're exploring a lot of different options okay. here. I like the the milkshake is good for them, but as I've said, it has been turned evil by the 21st century. They cannot go back to what milkshakes used to be. Milkshakes when they were are now only vanilla. Exactly. Now milkshakes are a weapon against them. Now milk is shaken up with chocolate or strawberry <laughs> or God knows they what else. Had flavored milkshakes flavored. in the 50s. Yeah. That was the whole thing of the fucking founder. Your theory is falling apart. No, my theory is really good. No. You guys just refuse to play okay, in the space Dean, with me. No, I'm. Pl- what are you talking about? 
no, we're trying to better right now. I'm not yes anding you on this one. I'm just <laughs> shutting you down no, constantly. That was I saw the founder. They had that. That was why the two uh, weird brothers got angry. Is that good? Yeah, it was all right. That's right. Well, okay, so, so well, I'm saying there's a lot of different venues that we can if think of. We can c- think of this as uh, a symbol of the '50s turned against them. We can think of it as uh, hatred of race mixing. I we can think of it as you know, again, the the forbidden feminine that has been deprived. <laughs> that from one's them. a lot. No, uh, I like that one. The, like the processed femininity. Yeah, it is could a good also one. just be that like some people attack them with milkshakes to start, and then they're like, "Oh, milkshakes are bad now." So now they're like doing all these other conspiracies about milkshakes. But it was just that one cool Australian kid that like kicked yeah, it off. It's literally, I think just one person had it handy and was like, oh, "But but like now fun. if they've in been my like hometown, we if used they've to throw been milkshakes at people. solidified in our cultural imaginary as like a a weapon against the alt right, I love that. That's cool. Did Go guys, milkshakes. Did you guys think that? Throwing milkshakes at people didn't happen before this. Oh no, it definitely. Because I was gonna say in my town, like when we were in high school, we used to go around. It, well, but like we used to just we throw large sodas at people. That's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. You but always see, just throw. A large soda is th- not as satisfying because a milkshake makes them goopy. Like it's gross. Yeah, I think That's Megan true. had You're a right. point right. earlier when she talked about the ridiculous nature of being covered yeah, in milkshake. Yeah, it's like a cartoon. Yeah, because yeah, like it's like getting a tomato thrown at you or something. Be- because it completely undermines whatever supposedly serious point a conservative is trying to make. Yeah. I agree with Jesse that I'd rather see them hit by a bus or something, <laughs> but this is a happy media. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And not only that, if they were actually, and like, tell me if I sound lib and we can cut this, but if they were actually, you know, the victim of supreme violence, while that would be cool, would allow them to feel like and be martyrs for their cause. But no one is a martyr after getting milkshaked. You Actually, just look like an asshole. I disagree mm. with that. They started milkshaking themselves to try and... Exactly, because they wanted to make it a martyr <laughs> thing. And it's that's like why Fago. Andy Ngo had to pretend that it was a life-threatening milkshake, because he has to make it serious. Well, He's I don't know if that... The I think, oppression Olympics. I yeah, don't know if that I was his plan. I think he got hit by a milkshake and then had to come up with a cover story. Like I think for that why was he was such just, a baby. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that was just Well, that he had he has a like psychological need for it to be life or death. Sure. Yeah, because he needs because to be a, the martyr. Because he's yeah, a fucking baby wimp boy. I think that was just more coincidental though. That was just him taking advantage of an opportunity he was given. I'm just I'm like, reading bes- between oh, the yeah, lines, Paolo. I've got my third eye yeah. wide I fucking open. If you Google Andy Neo and all the images of him are him covered in milkshake or with a bruise on his face. Yeah, so, yeah. like, last week this we were talking about... career now. Was it last week that we were talking about symbolism? Yes. And uh, and hollow symbolism and powerful symbolism and how sometimes it doesn't really show until years after the fact? I think this is one of those instances where, like, throwing milkshakes as someone, it's like, what does it really do at the moment? Not much. It, you know, makes someone gross. But, like, the symbolism of a cop or someone hateful covered in a milkshake is glorious and yeah. it's so cathartic oh yeah no you can it, do a whole podcast about it yeah it feels incredible if you're, gonna throw, <laughs> if you're gonna throw anything at cops like legitimately you should just like throw raw packs of bacon at them like i feel That's like pretty that would be the most humiliating thing could you imagine just like cutting open and just like pulling back the, the cling wrap and just like covering a cop with like loose strips of i bacon. think there's something to be said about the so stealth cool. aspect of the milkshake though like if I'm walking around with a pack of bacon, someone's gonna know that I'm gonna do something. Well, no, if you're walking around with a milkshake, people are gonna know though. Well, yeah, but it, it you There's you more, can feign it's like the same way I walk around with a paper bag around all of the bottles that I carry. Yeah, you can uh, you can feign that. Yeah, but at the same time, if a cop sees you walking with a milkshake, they are just going to like shoot you through the ban, heart. Are they gonna yeah. ban milkshakes from public spaces? They actually have at like uh, no. 
at certain UK conservative functions. Yeah. Maybe not so much anymore, but especially when this was at its height in 2019, you could not bring milkshakes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a war on milkshakes. Yeah. Keep the milk in milkshakes, baby. <laughs> Are I did we good? Like your, I did like your TED talk though. Yeah. That was actually kind of enlightening. Thank you. I had no idea that yeah. it was such a, like a politically charged thing. To be honest with you, I thought people were just fucking losing it. We should go get milkshakes. Sounds great to me. That actually does sound pretty great. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and the Haudenosaunee peoples. 